You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, compellingly compassionate community comprised of compadres, comma, commuters, comma, and competitors. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 80, and I am your humble host, Karen, and we are your assembly of assorted, assertive, ass-like associates. Hey. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. Oh, what was that word for something that looks like a butt? Natiform. Yeah! Natiform. Well, it's been a little while since we've had a uh, funky news headline, uh, weird animals in the news, and this kind of covers them both. Uh, Did you guys happen to see the blobfish has been named the world's ugliest animal? Oh, Oh, my God, by who? Uh, This is actually, (laughs) this was the results of an online poll conducted by by the Ugly Animal Preservation Society. Really? Okay. The, the, The mission of this organization is to promote awareness of endangered and not aesthetically pleasing animals. Oh, absolutely. I can most charitably describe the blobfish as it looks like the head of a grumpy old man made out of snot. Yes. Wow. You know what? Wow, that's really I think, good. I totally agree with that, and I think snot is a really important detail. It okay. is because it's slimy. It is slimy. Yeah. Complete everything looks a little bit like it was sculpted out of snot, maybe. It's a better way to, yeah. But I love the fact that there's an ugly animal preservation society. Uh, some of the other animals in the top list are animals we've talked about, uh, like the axolotl was in there. What? Uh, the axolotl is the cutest. Cutest animal. Yeah. That's my favorite animal. That's I my know. spirit animal. How is that ugly? Karen, it's, your spirit. It looks like a Pokemon. I, I just report the news, Karen. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. I did not know until a recent trivia round with you guys that the, the gooey duck... Uh-huh. Spelled Geo Duck <laughs> yeah. is not a Pokemon. Yeah, like I really thought it was the Geo Duck. Yeah, yeah. apparently Gooey it's a Duck. real thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a clam. It's a clam. A big clam with Giant. a big clam, little little Giant. shell. Right there, you go. A that's huge it. clam that wedges itself into yeah. a shell that's too small for its. Body. You know what they say about big? Yeah, no, clams. <laughs> they live underwater. It's weird. Sand. Weird. Yeah. It makes me feel weird. It is. We, no. It, yes. Yeah. When you look at a gooey duck. It gives you weird, not entirely good feelings just looking <laughs> yeah. at a picture of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I can be, like, I want to be part of the Ugly Animal Preservation Society. I'm sure they would be happy to oh. accept your efforts. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do that. Yeah, there you go. Cool. All right. And a quick shout out to a special guy, Lack. He donated some money through PayPal uh, for Good Job Brain. Now I just want to give him a special shout out. And he talked about how much he likes podcasts in general. So I looked up some facts about podcasts themselves. What does podcast mean? Where does the word come from? <laughs> well, it's a playoff of broadcast and iPod originally, right? Correct. There is another explanation. Most people know it as a portmanteau of pod as an iPod and broadcast. Um, Hmm. The other acceptable answer is personal on demand Hmm. broadcast. Okay. That sounds like a backronym. It is. It is. I think it's to dissociate with With uh, iPod. iPod. To to make it clear that it's something else. Um, And do you guys know what is the most downloaded podcast in history? (gasps) Oh, like one single episode or? All episodes of a show. Oh. Don't this is American Life? Yeah. Correct. Is, oh. Global in history. Oh. Worldwide. Most downloaded. It's, it's it. by a comedian. 
Okay. Ricky Gervais? Yes. Oh. The Ricky Gervais show. Because yeah, he was on it early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has a has a world record for most downloaded podcasts in history. So there you go. Thanks, Slack. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, don't anybody... It's okay. You don't have to randomly give us money. No, 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 no. Nice no. Like, yeah. I just want to do something special. But we do appreciate do it yeah, when people nice. do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep, thank keeps you. the doors open. Yeah. And this week's episode is number 80, which means it's an all-quiz bonanza. Yeah. <laughs> What is 80 divided by 5? <laughs> I don't know. 16. 16. 16? Everybody's looking like, is it? It's 16. Yeah, sounds okay. about right. Yeah. Yes, all quiz bonanza number 16. Holy Whoa. Cow. So every fifth episode, we have a all quiz episode where we don't really have a, a topic. We just all make quizzes ourselves and we quiz each other and you guys listeners. So, uh. Hopefully you guys enjoy all of these random quizzes. I have no idea what everybody else is doing, so this will be quite the surprise. Yeah. Before we start our all quiz, man, Colin, you got a lot of heat for your football rivalry segment a couple episodes ago. I think it was good-natured heat, but yes, it is It is time for another installment. Um, actually... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we were discussing college football rivalries, and I had thrown out that uh, Michigan and Notre Dame have played the, the oldest continuing rivalry of football schools okay. and I, I really should have clarified I there are so I'll make this as simple as possible there are two divisions in college football there's sort of the upper level division and there's the lower level division and I was talking about the upper level division in which they play for the bowl championship games at the end of the year and indeed Michigan Notre Dame is the oldest game in the upper level division however you may have heard of two tiny little schools called Harvard and Yale. Yeah. They, in fact, have been playing rivalry games uh, longer than anyone else, even though they are not in the top-level division of NCAA football. So so Harvard and Yale have been playing since 1875. All the luck to them in their continued rivalry as we move forward. So if you get <laughs> All the question, luck to both of them. <laughs> both yes. Good luck to both I hope of they you. both may I hope they tie <laughs> every year into perpetuity. <laughs> so if you get that question in pub quiz, yeah, Listen for how it's qualified. If, if there's no qualifications at all, they may mean Harvard-Yale. If okay. they say in the highest level division, it's Michigan-Notre Dame. All right. Okay. Oh, thank you. So thank you to uh, the listeners who wrote in. Finally, we're getting in some quizzing. Uh, time for our usual first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. And when I say general, it is not general today because uh, we have these special snack food uh, trivia cards that I'm gonna try out with some of you guys. So from um, the game, eat it, eat it. <laughs> eat it. All right, these categories are themed. Let's start with snack attack. <laughs> Introduced in the early 1990s, this snack is literally a giant fruit roll-up on paper. A giant oh. fruit roll-up on. Oh, is this? Fruit by the foot? Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I remember they used to have video game cheat codes on the paper. <laughs> and I would just like throw away all the candy <laughs> yeah, and just get the paper. Yeah, yeah. cheat codes. <laughs> Next category, cookies. What, oh, the, the, the Brits will get this one. What high society cars cookie is perfect if you are looking to fit in with the rich and famous? It, is it Brits? No. It's, it, oh, it's cookies. Yeah. Hmm. Cars? You're I know the cracker. brand, Cars. I don't know. What is it? 
hobnobs. Oh, okay. I do not know those. All right, next category, ice cream and desserts. During World War II, there was a shortage of flour for making ice cream cones. So instead, cones were made out of which of the following? Uh, Asbestos. Uh (laughs) Lead. (laughs) Talc. All right, here's the list. Processed cardboard, crushed soy meal, or crushed popcorn? Uh, Chris again. I'll, I'll go with crushed popcorn. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'll go with that too. Yeah. 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 Huh. Processed so cardboard would be. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound good. It's like a corn cake. All right. Next category is candy. Hmm. Spangler's Candies Lollipop does not have an intelligent name, but it has managed to be a favorite <laughs> lollipop for decades. Dana. Dum dum. Dum dum. All right. Last question is in the chocolate category. In the movie Caddyshack, what type of candy bar was thrown into the pool <laughs> during Caddy Day? Uh, uh, Colin. I believe that was a. I believe that was a Baby Ruth. Yes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Brain. Dude. Yeah. It's funny that they don't use that in their promotions, you know, as much. It's like <laughs> no. Baby Ruth looks like a turd. <laughs> like a turd. You know what? Uh, I've read that in a lot of movie or TV special effects de- or prop department, mm-hmm. they would use a melted candy bar. For poop. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. At baby showers. Have you played that game where you melt the mini um, chocolate bars in a diaper and you no. open it up, and then people have to smell the? <laughs> it looks like poop no. in the diaper, and you try to figure out what candy what bar candy it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but now I want to have a baby just just so we can play that game. Yeah. Well, it's Russian roulette because one round it is. Do you? Th- My goodness! Sorry. <laughs> All right, I'll quiz. Who wants to go first? I will go first. All I right. First. All right. All right. Decisive. It's rock and roll. Mm. All right. Let's get our brains limbered up here with a quiz inspired directly by a quiz uh, that Dana did many months ago. The quiz is called Japan or Not Japan. Oh. That is the question. All right. So yeah. I will read you a fact about a country, and you have to tell me if this fact is a fact mm. about Japan or not about Japan. All right. <laughs> You can put your barnyard buzzers down because Colin and Dana and Karen are all going to be giving me a thumbs up if they think it's Japan and a thumbs down if they don't think it's Japan. You riding in your car right now, John Q listener, can do whatever you want. If it's Japan, swerve into the car to the left. <laughs> if it's not Japan, swerve into the car to the right of you. No. What officer? <laughs> I play that game. People on the fake radio told me to do this. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question one, or statement one. What is generally thought of as the world's first novel was written here? Colin says yes. Dana says yes. Karen says no. Yes, the tale of Genji is oh. generally thought of as being the first novel ever. Yeah. I was guessing India. It's pretty big. It's, it's, it's really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. like phone book thing. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Livingston Seagull, it's not. <laughs> Take that joke out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes, people. (laughs) These are the good ones. (laughs) Factoid. The world's most expensive watermelon was purchased here. Was purchased here. Mm. I feel like like this might be a Chris Cole. Oh, it might be a Chris Cole question. Uh, Dana, yes. Colin, yes. Karen, no. Yes, it is Japan. Purchased for $6,800. So what makes it worth that much money? Well, they only grow a few of them. They only grow about 10,000 of these Densuke melons here. And it's just, you know, it's perfectly round. It's a perfect example. It was sold early Mm. in a season. Yeah. Okay, how about this? The world's most expensive fish was purchased here. (laughs) 
everybody thinking? Colin says yes. Karen and Dana say no. Yes, it was. Uh, in also, fact, it was just in January 2013, a bluefin tuna sold uh, at the Tsukiji Fish Market, the big sushi market in Japan, for a record $1.8 million. Oh, Holy moly. Yep. This country has an urban myth of fan death which says that sleeping in a closed room with a fan blowing on your face will kill you. Whoa. Japan or not Japan? <laughs> mm. Dana says yes. Colin says that yes. Karen weird. says not Japan. no. It is weird. It is not Japan. Uh-huh. It is the country of South Korea, okay. in which all and most uh, fans, most little uh, like you know table fans, are actually sold with timers on them, huh. so they will turn themselves off after a certain period of time to How deal does with the, the death occur. <laughs> it doesn't. How, How is it's it a, alleged it's an urban to occur? Myth. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. The dish known as ramen was invented here. Karen says no. Dana says no. Colin says no. Ramen was invented in Japan uh-huh. by Chinese cooks oh, in Japan. Okay. Now, the noodles came from China, but the dish, which is why I very specifically said the noodles in the broth with the stuff in it, was actually a Japanese invention. Darn! Crazy, right? Got fooled. Fireworks were invented here. Everybody says no. Everybody is right. Fireworks okay. were invented in China. China. Yeah. Japan. Hey. Yes. Yeah. When, when in yeah. doubt, it was invented in China. Yes. Yeah. This country has the longest overall life expectancy in the whole world. Oh, I, Karen I think says this was yes. True Dana at says one yes. Time. Colin says I yes. I think this was true at one. I think yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. It is yeah. still true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Japan has the longest overall life expectancy according to the World Health Organization. For overall, with everybody, it is tied with a couple other countries. Uh, for women, it is number one. Hmm. This country is located on a peninsula. This country ah. is located on a peninsula. It's like a trick question. I'm gonna... Dana says yes. Colin says no. Karen says no. It is not. What? A peninsula is not an island. It is a it is a stretch of land that stretches away so, from a continent. Yeah. I know what a peninsula is, and oh. I know Japan is an island, but I was like, this is such a weird question. Oh. Maybe it's a trick <laughs> no, question. Self, yeah. uh, so Korea, for example, is, is on a yeah. peninsula. Uh, Japan is actually, you know what Japan is? Archipelago. Yes, mm. an archipelago. 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 Oh, did I s- I think it's an archipelago. Archipelago. Archipelago, I believe it is. It's a a collection of islands. Grouping of Mm -hmm. islands, yes, indeed. Um, And that is Japan or not Japan. I just want to say I know what a peninsula is. (laughs) (laughs) But Dana, do you see, like when you're doing Belgium or not Belgium, you make us second guess things we think we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The president of Belgium. Oh, no. Oh, trick. Yeah. <laughs> Not Belgium. Like, are Brussels sprouts from Belgium? And you're like, no. no. It's like Brussels. Well, what? Yeah. yeah, but what if they were invented by, like, yeah. you know, Phil Brussels? Yeah. Chinese. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from, like, from upstate right. New York. I don't know what a Could peninsula be. is. <laughs> just, just for the record. For the record. I know I don't Japan is write, You don't want people writing comments. Like, like, I don't even know what a peninsula I think was. she should leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn. And I have a name for my segment. It's called Taxerific. A lot of people know I love animals. And I think the naming of animals or living organisms is really cool. Oh, yeah. Like taxonomy. So usually in your taxonomy living organism name, you have the genus name and the species. So Homo sapien. Mm -hmm. Homo is the genus and sapien is the species. 
do you guys know that there there's so many living organisms in the world mm-hmm. so, so a lot of the the names the species names are made dedicated to famous people. Oh, oh yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. But a lot of these are there's like a weird, funny reason why they're naming uh, these huh. things. So I have hmm. a, a quiz. It's about organisms named after famous people. Oh great. Okay. And uh, basically, what I'm asking for is the famous person. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start with this one. Mm-hmm. The name of this particular carabid beetle is a reference to a certain actor's physique. Because the males of this species look like they have big bulging biceps. <laughs> Colin. Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes, it uh-huh. is the Agra Schwarzenegger ride. <laughs> <laughs> and his little, little biceps. It's very cute. All right, well, lots of carabid beetles are actually named after famous people. Another species of the carabid beetle was named after this actress because, quote, the existence of this species of elegant beetle is dependent upon the rainforest not undergoing an Armageddon. (laughs) I I wish I could tell you what actress is in. Is it Dana? Liv Tyler? It is Liv Tyler. It's the Agra Liv. Wow. This one species of woolly lemur, native to western Madagascar, is named after what British funny man because of his fondness for lemurs, as shown in documentaries narrated by him and his movie Fierce Creatures. Oh, uh, is that John Cleese? Yes, oh. Monty Python John Cleese. He, he's done a lot of effort in protecting and preserving these lemurs. Huh. And they're, it's called Avahi Cleese-eye, oh. or Aww. also known as a Cleese's woolly lemur, which, which sounds weird. <laughs> in 2011, a species of horsefly was named after what singer slash actress because of its striking golden behind? <laughs> J Lo. Incorrect. Oh. 2011. 2011. Oh, I was, I was going to guess J Lo. J Lo. Yeah. 2011. Golden behind. Oh, Beyonce. Yes, oh. Beyonce. <laughs> a horsefly with a. Striking golden behind is a Scaptia Beyonce. A German collector, Oscar Scheibel, was sold a specimen of a then undocumented species of weird blind cave beetles Hmm. in 1933. And he dedicated the name of this beetle to which chancellor of Germany? Angela Merkel? That's the only <laughs> chancellor of Germany I think of. Is she the chancellor of Germany? Is that well, Hitler? What year was, what was, it? Is this? What year was 1933. this? 1933. Oh, Hitler. Three. It Hitler. was Hitler. 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 Yeah. The Enalphthalmus Hitleri. Uh, oh. We were all thinking like in honor and honoring yeah. somebody. Right. Well, it, it was. was. Oh, it was oh sure. Yeah. Okay. Was wow. in, yeah. And, you know, the fear, <laughs> he actually, he, he heard and learned about the dedication and wrote a thank you note. Wow. Be like, oh, thank you. For naming this blind cave beetle after me, <laughs> uh, showing his gratitude. All right. All and um, <laughs> even though it might not be a- appropriate, uh, it's taxonomic tradition not to change the name after mm. it's set. So now it's always oh, yeah. going to be called the Anathalmus Hitleri. Okay. Um, and it is poached by collectors who want, oh, they want uh, Nazi beetle. memorabilia or, or, or the Hitler, Hitler beetle. Yeah, huh. the Hitler beetle. Wow. Huh. This extinct species of uh, giant iguanian lizards from Myanmar uh, is hmm. named appropriately after this rock star. Giant lizard. Oh. oh. <laughs> Chris. Is it Gene Simmons? No. no. Is it Jim Morrison? It is yeah. Jim Morrison, oh. the lizard yeah. king. 
All right, a small soil dwelling invertebrate uh, has fang like pinchers to mm. grasp prey and crunch it into pieces before sucking out the juices. Appropriately is named after this famous author. Oh my. Oh, oh. Kafka? Uh-oh. Incorrect. Well, I'm always right for the wrong, <laughs> wrong for the right reasons. Bram Stoker? Yeah. Yes, oh. Bram Stoker. Oh, yeah. The Draculoidus Bram Stokeri <laughs> nice. is nice. a troglobite. And, yep, has pinchers and crunches its prey and sucks out the juices. <laughs> That's delicious. Like, Great and gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. The species of this dinosaur is called Tanchisaurus nedigoapiferima. Is actually a giant portmanteau of the last names, including Neil, Dern, Goldblum, Attenborough, <laughs> Heck, Ferrero, Richards, and Mazzello, who are all actors of what movie? Everybody! Jurassic, Jurassic Park! Yeah, somehow they squeezed in the names of the actors into dedicating the movie and also naming this dinosaur. That is a mouthful. Yeah. Very good job, guys! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. I have a quiz for you guys. In trivia, sometimes I'm bringing this up. I'm like, oh, these questions are for dudes. Like, I I don't know. So I wrote a quiz. It's about things that maybe ladies would know more about. Some dudes would know as well. But this is for the ladies, this quiz. All right. For the ladies. It's about hair removal products. (laughs) Oh, man. What brand of razor says it's a choice for every goddess? Colin. Uh, that must be the Venus. Yes, the Venus razor. (laughs) Yep. This hair removal product consists of honey, molasses, sugar, and lemon juice, and it was named Karen. Let me finish. (laughs) It it was named for the inventor's daughter, Karen. I know this. Nads. Why why don't I get to guess this? Nads. She beat you. Nads. Wait, what? Wait, it was named for what? Nadine. 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 Her name was not Nads. (laughs) What? But isn't it so funny that hair removal is called Nads? Named (laughs) for Nads. The infomercial. 
they'd be like, oh, it's non-toxic and because it's, it's made out of basically sugar. So, like, sometimes in the infomercial, they'd lick it. <laughs> yeah, they would eat it. <laughs> they would eat it and be like, oh, it's safe. But it's not the one, it's not the stuff with hair in it, though, I think. <laughs> it's the fresh. <laughs> pulling it off someone's body and then just eating it. Can't like, a, like a newsy testing a quarter. <laughs> the sweat gives it sort of a salted caramel. Oh, it does. It would, it would. What is the name of the electrical device that's used to remove hair by mechanically grasping multiple hairs simultaneously and pulling them out? Colin. Is that the Epilady? Uh, what's the generic name for that? Oh. That's a brand. Hmm. Oh, I don't know either. It's, like, yeah, it's like no, the, little, no, the little coil or, yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Epi- it's Epi something. Yeah. What is it? It's an appellator. Ah. Oh. Appellator? Yeah. Uh-oh. Appellator. That sounds yeah. like a... Appellator. Like an evil Power Rangers. It is. Yeah. It hurts. Okay. It's, evil. <laughs> it's like an it evil, is. evil device. It mechanically grasps multiple hairs simultaneously yeah. and pulls them out. If you say it slowly and space all the words out, so people don't think of all those words going together. <laughs> mechanically grasps uh-huh. Uh-huh. several hairs. Okay, oh, well that's, that's not good. that bad. Yeah, yeah, it's better than one yeah. at a time. And pulls them out. Pulls what out? <laughs> I forgot what was I, happening. I've forgotten by the time I get to the end of the sentence. The song Short Shorts was used by this hair removal company to advertise its product in the 70s. Colin. That is Nair. Yes. Who no. wears short okay. shorts? Okay. So, Colin wears short <laughs> do, do you know who sang the song originally? Oh, gosh. Oh, it was, it's, oh mm. Banana Rama is the Venus one. Uh, they are called the Royal Teens. The, the Royal, Royal Teens. teens. Mm. Yeah. Not that, the shorty that's shorts. That's a good mm-hmm. one to file away. Yeah, I feel like that's going to come the up Royal sometime. Teens. Royal Teens. In the 40-year-old version, Steve Carell's character screen, <laughs> is, uh, gets his chest waxed. While he's getting it waxed, he yells out like a series of profanity and like gibberish. And he also uh, screams out the name of a popular singer. Whose name does he scream out while his chest is getting waxed? Does it start with an F? No. Uh-oh. Oh, man. He does say a lot of F words. This one's but, on TV all the time, too. Yeah. I've seen this scene. I can't remember. Like, oh, Debbie Gibson. Nope. Pat Benatar. No. Oh, Whoopi Cobra. What was it? Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. The scene was uh, real, I believe. They were going to fake it. Yeah. But he just said, no, we'll just do it for real. They They did it for real. Yeah. And 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 the blood is real. Apparently, they did did not a very good job of it, apparently, because they actually, like, they they hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul Redd told him to say Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) (laughs) So he did. Good job, you guys. Things ladies think about a lot. And apparently, all you guys do, too, as well. (laughs) I feel much smoother. Yeah. (laughs) Silky Silky smooth. (laughs) I've got a quiz for you guys called Angels and Demons. And this is a 100% Dan Brown Brown free quiz. It is a uh, grab bag of general trivia questions, but every question somehow will be tied into the theme of angels or demons or devils or heavenly things. Okay. So... Here we go. I got my buzzer ready. In distilling and winemaking industries, what is the angel's share? 
Dana. So there is a commercial on Hulu that plays all the time that <laughs> talks about this. Okay. There's a part of the alcohol that evaporates and is lost forever. That's right. And the part oh, okay. that remains in the oak. That is the yes. devil's pet. That is yeah. actually, yeah. That's actually yeah. a, a trademark term. But the angel share is a real long-known uh, phenomenon in distilling and winemaking. And yeah, it's, it's as Dana says, it's the portion of alcohol that, and, gets and yeah, that you lose to the atmosphere. That's huh. right. The angels take that's it. That's very beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's very poetic. It's in the ceiling paint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is a common name is the angel's share fungus, mm-hmm. and this fungus grows in alcohol-rich environments in the oh. air, and so you'll commonly find this fungus growing on buildings near distilleries huh. or oh. wine-making facilities or bakeries and or it's anything. Feeding yeah. all the evaporated. Yep. Yep. Oh. yep. That's cool. It is really cool. Pound for pound. This animal has the strongest bite of any living creature. Now, adjusted pound Oh, for I pound. see. Okay, all right, okay. Mm. Karen. Alligator. Not the alligator. Crocodile. And keep, keep in mind the theme of Angels the quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Angelfish. <laughs> no, not the angelfish. Chris. Devil dog. <laughs> You're close. It is the Tasmanian oh. devil. Pound for pound. This blew me away. Pound for pound. uh, They use a measure called the bite force quotient. It's the strength (laughs) of the bite divided by the body mass. Okay. So Tasmanian Devil tops the list with a BFQ of Mm -hmm. 181. So he can put some holes in you, basically. Yeah. Now, for comparison, like a lion is 112. Uh, And so, again, this is not, this isn't the most strength total. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're only like, you know, 20, 30 pounds. Right. But they can crush bones uh, because they are scavengers. So they need this to bite. Bite through the bite, what, bite force quotient. Bite force quotient. Oh, we should get we should BFQ. Get our, our own BFQs done, <laughs> yeah. right. so we can tell people yeah. what our bite force, what our bite force yeah. quotient is. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case they're yeah. wondering, put it on your yeah. business card. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and don't mess with Tasmanian devils. They're wow. bad news. Wow. Yeah, this world record holding natural landmark was unknown to the outside world until it was spotted by American aviator Jimmy Angel in oh. 1933. Huh. Karen. Ayers Rock in Australia? No, no. not Ayers Rock. So record holding record holding natural na- landmark. Natural landmark. Only only known to the outside world since the 30s. Natural huh. landmark. I'll give you a little bit of a hint. It's named after the person who discovered it. Oh. Angel. Angel Island. It's not Angel no. Island. It no. is Angel Falls, which is the oh, highest, highest waterfall, waterfall in the world. Yep, yep, yep. This is my favorite fact. And the guy's, and the guy's name was Jimmy Falls. Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was an aviator uh, doing like a reconnaissance mission, looking for ore in Venezuela, where uh, Angel Falls uh, was and still is. Uh, and he spotted it from the oh, air wow. and came back and Jimmy basically like Angel. Jimmy Angel. And I had always thought it was like, oh, oh you know, it's beautiful, it's, yeah, or like it's a, you know, a religious honorific. But no, it was discovered huh. by Jimmy Angel. Huh. Angel it's like Falls. Sam German and German oh. chocolate cake. <laughs> yes, right. In the Catholic Church, what is the more common name for the person who holds the title promoter of the faith? And this person has a very specific job in certain oh. Catholic Church proceedings. Karen. Archangel? <laughs> no. Not a bad guess. That is actually is, an angel. That's an angel, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a real person. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. Dana. Uh, 
Evangelist? No, no. no. I'll give you the Latin uh, term for it is the Advocatus Diaboli. Oh. Whoa. Uh, The Devil's Advocate. Yes. This is the Devil's Advocate, Mm -hmm. which is a very real, very specific job within the Catholic Church. Which is to what? Be a jerk. Oh, so during during things like canonization proceedings, (laughs) they will have two lawyers, essentially. One lawyer is God's advocate. One lawyer is the devil's advocate. To basically say why somebody shouldn't be canonized. The job of the devil's advocate, of the promoter of the faith, is to play skeptic. Wow. And and, Uh. and sort of, you know, make it, that doesn't seem like just a rubber stamp for things like canonization. Yes. Isn't that really great? That's cool. Yeah. And that is directly where we get the metaphorical meaning of devil's advocate. Of but well, th- and that still exists. Yeah. And there it, is a dude who absolutely. is the devil's advocate. That is right. Mm. What major American city was originally named El Pueblo de Nuestra Señora La Reina de Los Ángeles del Rio de Porciúncula? <laughs> Dana. What? L.A. It Los is L.A. Angeles. Los Angeles. It's right yeah. there in the middle. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Wait, say it again. I el, dare you. El pueblo de Nuestra Señora La Reina de Los Angeles del Rio de Porciúncula, which translates in English to the town of Our Lady, the Queen of Angels of the Porciúncula River. So, yes, uh, many American cities, of course, were uh, named in Spanish and named after angels or saints or things like that. For example, as you guys probably know, San Francisco it means... Whales the whales the giant. The giant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you guys. St. Francis. Yes, St. Francisco. San Diego That's is right. Whales That's right. Three of the ten largest cities in the United States are also named after saints. Oh, yes. San something. Can you guys name them? And Wait, I don't need you to give me three of the what largest cities. Three of the ten largest cities by, San Jose. Po- by population. San Jose <laughs> is one, yes. San Diego? San Diego is another one. It's not San Francisco? Is it's there? not San Francisco. San Antonio. It is San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well done. Alright, we'll close it out here with a, what I feel is a very appropriate good job brain question. Uh-oh, with poop? The name of this <laughs> common bread can be translated into English as devil's farts. Do farts. Chris. Pumpernickel? Pumpernickel! Yes! Pumpernickel in German comes from roots pumpern, which was a word meaning fart, essentially. Wow. And nickel is a uh, form of Nicholas, a name which in German was often associated with goblins or demons or the devils, like Uh, old Nick, meaning the devil. So pumpernickel is... Devil's farts, Devil's goblin's farts. farts. Nice. And they say, you know, they do say that part of the illusion is... <laughs> sure doesn't taste like it. <laughs> <laughs> to the uh, gastric distress that eating too much pumpernickel. Lots of flavor. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Good job, guys. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe... Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's triviality. 
Here's a quiz about famous airplanes. Maybe mm. the maybe the names of specific oh, it airplanes. Like a boy topic. Yeah, well, we already had the famous ways to get hair off your body topic. <laughs> um, but yes, but maybe the names of specific airplanes, or the names of types of airplanes, or historical facts about airplanes. Just basically airplane quiz. All right. Yes. All right. Here is a question, and the following is. A patented Chris Kohler trick question. <laughs> All right. This is a trick question. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yes. That in itself could be a trick, you guys. I know. Right? Now you're, you're I know. Now you're her. freaking out. Okay. Yeah. This is a trick question. <laughs> okay. What is... The answer, by the way, is not a movie. What is Air Force One? Um, who is that? Colin? Mm-hmm. Colin, what uh, is Air Force One? That's the the airplane of the President of the United States. It is. It is. That is not specifically what I need. Oh, okay. It is whatever the airplane yeah. the U.S. President is on is right. called Air Force One. Yes, yes. whatever yes. U.S. Air Force plane the President is on is has the it's call like- sign. It's the call sign right, right. for the air yeah. traffic controllers. It is called Air Force One. It travels with there the is president. no yes, there is no plane called Air Force One. That's right. just, that's the important thing. All right, smarty pants. What's Air Force Two? What is Air Force Two, Colin? Uh, is that the same set of call signs that travels with the vice president? Um, I need you to be a little bit more specific about this. Oh, huh. how specific? There's there's one very important thing about Air Force about Air Force Two. It is it is any US Air Force plane on which the vice president is traveling uh-huh. just as long as Oh, as long as the president is not also there. Yes, because that would make it Air Force One. Got it. Okay. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. One of the most famous and valuable stamps, US stamps and stamp collecting, features a printing error with a plane that is upside down. Yeah. It's printed upside down on the stamp. What is the name of this plane? Colin. I believe that's a Jenny. It is a Jenny, yeah. yes. Uh, it's called the, the stamp is called an inverted Jenny, and the plane is called a Jenny. Is the stamp itself super rare? The stamp is the rarest yeah. stamp. How much do they go for? They've gotten up to the million dollar area. Wow. Like a block of them, like I think two or four connected stamps that are still on a plate have sold for like multiple millions of dollars. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very rare. Okay, here's a fun one that everybody can play together. When it is said that the Wright brothers built the first airplane, what exactly do we mean by that? What are the necessary components of an airplane? As like, what is what was the Wright brothers' innovation? Like, what did they do first? There's there's four basically components that it has to have. And and hint here, prior to the Wright brothers, people had like built gliders right. that yeah. look like airplanes. That a guy could get into, and you could like throw it off a cliff, oh, and it would right, glide right. to the ground. It has to take off. It has to sustain flight. Oh, I see. Good, good, and good. And then it has to something else in there. I think the last one is land. It had to cover a certain distance, right? Mm-hmm. Or... So yeah, so land is important, but it's rolled into one other okay. thing. So yes, it has to take off in the sense of it has to be powered. It has to yeah. get off the ground by itself, right? Not thrown off yeah. a cliff. Number two. It has to be sustained. You have to be able to maintain it as long as you still have power. Steerable? Be... was steerable, yes. right? That was oh, the, pilot. Pilot. the pilot has to be able to control it. That's true. Yes. You just build a big flying machine. And that's what, like, and then, I'm and, up yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't do anything. You're just up there for a while. And then, and then you know, landing is rolled into that. And the other one is it has to, there has to be a pilot inside of it. Mm. Like, rather than just being a, you know, oh, it's not, like, remotely like controlled kite. or whatever. You're right, yeah, it's not a kite. Like, it's a piloted. So, the, the Wright brothers are properly credited. And if you go, you know, when you look up, like, what they did, they're properly credited as having built the first powered, controlled, sustained airplane. Got mm-hmm. it. Yes. 
what major flight event happened in the Bell X-1 aircraft in 1947? Colin. I believe that was the plane Chuck Yeager broke the speed of sound in. Indeed, yes. That specific plane, he named it the Glamorous Glennis, after Glennis Yeager, his wife. First pilot to go faster than the speed of sound. (laughs) Glennis. Another plane named after a woman. This was the plane that dropped the first atomic bomb on Hiroshima. Uh, Dana. Enola Gay? The Enola Gay. It was named after the pilot's mother. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, the world's largest passenger airliner currently. Is it a Boeing or an Airbus? Colin. I think it's an Airbus. It's the Airbus A380 is the current largest passenger airline. Tons. Oh. Like a, a buttload. I have a lightning round style thing for you guys right now. It's on anti-heroes. Ooh, anti-heroes. From TV shows. I will tell you the character and the show they're on. You tell me what actor played them. Oh, okay. Okay. And these are well-known actors. So, for example, if I say Walter White on Breaking Bad is played by... Brian Cranston. Yes. He is an anti-hero. Okay. Yeah. He's not like the villain. Right. No. Like, they're not purely a good guy. They do questionable things. Yes. Yeah. How about... He played Al Bundy on Married with Children. (laughs) Uh, Ed O'Neill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He played Norm Peterson on Cheers. <laughs> Karen. George Went. Yes. He played Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. Karen. James Marsden? Oh, you're so close. Marsters. Marsters. Yeah. I was thinking about James Marsden. He played George Costanza on Seinfeld. Jason Alexander. Yes. He played Earl J. Hickey on My Name is Earl. Karen. Jason Lee. Yes. He played Don Draper on Mad Men. <laughs> Chris. John Hamm. Yes. She played Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica. Oh, man. What's her name? Chris. Um, oh, man. Oh, Katie, uh, Katie Sackhoff. Man, wow. Uh, he played Francis Underwood on House of Cards. Karen. Kevin Spacey. He played Nucky Thompson on Boardwalk Empire. So, uh, Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah. He played J.R. Ewing on Dallas. Oh, I don't know his name. Larry, Larry Hagman. Hagman. Yes. She played Nancy Botwin on Weeds. Uh-oh. Karen. Mary Louise Parker. Yes. He played Dexter on Dexter. <laughs> Michael C. Hall. Yes. He played Vic Mackey on The Shield. Oh. Michael Chiklis. Yes. yes. Oh. Chicklets? Chicklets. Chicklets. Michael Chicklets. <laughs> he played Sawyer on Lost. Okay. Oh, God. What's his name? No. Pass. <laughs> uh, it was James, James Holloway. Yes, yes. Josh Holloway. Josh. Josh Holloway. Yes. He played House on House. Dr. House. Hugh. Laurie. Not John Laurie. Hugh Laurie. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I was like, not Jackman. Not Hugh Jass. <laughs> Hugh. He played Hawkeye on MASH. Oh, uh, Alan Alda. Yes. Oh. He played Dr. Doug Ross on ER. Oh. Chris. Only one? George Clooney. Yeah. He played Jack Bauer on 24. 
turn. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. <laughs> and last one. He played Tony Soprano on The Sopranos. <laughs> the one, the only, James, James Gandolfini. Oh, Good job, you guys. All right. I'm impressed. You knew those actors. All right, we got one last quiz, Colin. Yes. Fire it up. All right, I'll, Fire it up. I'm going to run through a brick wall to bring you this quiz. Woo. Uh, call yeah. are you, you're the Kool-Aid man? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a quiz uh, about famous partners. Uh, so we oh. often know famous partnerships by their last names only. Oh, Whoa. so you're going to give us yeah, the first so names? I, so these are, all of them are two-name partnerships. So sometimes it's something and something. Sometimes it's a little hyphen in the middle. So okay. I'm going to give you the first names. Yeah. Oh, man. And a little okay. bit about what these partnerships are famous for. Mm-hmm. And right. you guys uh, will give me either just the last names or their full names. Uh, real and fictional? They are a mixture. There is one fictional one mixed okay. in there. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Keep us on our toes. Dirty the water a little. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> Dirty the water. <laughs> Pee in the pool. That's yeah. my style. All right. I don't know if I can top that. Where Here we go. go. All right. All right. Our first names are Richard and Oscar, and our famous stories cover ground from Switzerland to Siam. <laughs> I believe Chris buzzed in I actually first, did, yeah. But Karen is, seems more excited. Yeah, you, you Don't go you give it. me too many clues. Yeah. <laughs> Rogers and Hammerstein. Yes, yeah. Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein II, of oh, course. Yes. Uh, the creators of Sound many music? musicals. Yeah, South Pacific, The King and I, King I. Sound of Music, Oklahoma, mm. and many others. Mm-hmm. Our first names are Francis and James, and we won the Nobel Prize in 1962 for our groundbreaking research. Karen. Watson and Crick. Yes. Yeah! Francis Crick and James D. Watson. Uh, Yes, for their, of course, their work on the structure of DNA. Our first names are Bill and Dave, and we founded a Silicon Valley startup 75 years before anyone had even heard of Mark Zuckerberg. This company uh, famously started in a one-car garage. Hewlett Packard. Yes. Oh. William Hewlett and Dave Packard. Huh. That's right. First name Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that one-car garage has been preserved and is fact. Uh, you can go. You can go check it out today. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Our first names are William and Elwin. And though we didn't actually work together, our names are forever associated by writers who want to play by the rules. Oh. <laughs> Chris. Strunk and white. It is, yes, yes. That was the Blues Brothers. Uh, Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) That's Elwood. Elwood Blues. Yes, Yes. uh, William Strunk and E.B. or Elwin Mm. Brooks White, who, of Mm. course, is also well known as the author of Charlotte's Web. What? It's the same guy? It is the same white. Karen, I only learned this in the last couple months. Charlotte's Web author is the white. white. Yes, white. Strunk and white. That's right, that's right. He was good at writing. Our first names are Christine and Mary Beth. And from 1981 to 1988, we were TV's premier female partnership. Oh, um. Oh, Dana. Wait a minute. Kate. I'm thinking Kate and Allie. Oh, no, not again. No, these are uh, last names, no. remember? Um, yeah. Wait, what, what's the year? TV's premier From 1981 to 1988. They are considered uh, the first female buddy cops. Yeah, oh, what my is God. it? It's, what's it called? Uh, Chag and Lacey. 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 Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Cagney uh, and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey. Lacey. Yes. Turner and Hooch. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. Here we go. And a little bit of uh, bio history in this one. Our first names are William and James, and we were independently successful entrepreneurs before we met after marrying sisters. 
Our father-in-law encouraged us to join forces, so we combined our successful soap-making and candle-making businesses in 1837. <laughs> Chris. Procter & Gamble. Yes. Oh. I was like, Bath & Body. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go Bath, bath and James Body. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, We're doing it. Yes. Amazing. All right. Good job, guys. Hey. hey. All right, you guys. Uh, that's all for our all quiz number 16. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Uh, hope you learned a lot of stuff. We did a lot. My head is very, very tired. I hope <laughs> you guys had a good brain workout. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And uh, join us on Twitter at goodjobbrain and Facebook slash goodjobbrain. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See all trivia nerds Brittany here and i host the family road trip trivia podcast with my best friend meredith is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest (laughs) we've got the cure three rounds of awesome trivia every week harry potter disney science sports you name it no more silent car troubles the family road trip trivia podcast connect laugh and learn with your kids big and small New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.